Texas Tech University was named the 2020 Chess College of the Year, dude. And this has been... I mean, we have, it's a, been in the we have a good chess team, a real good chess team. Hell, we knew a guy, I forgot his name, but he used to come around all the time that was yeah. on the chess team. He liked to party down and like... He, hey, he was a big party. Hey, he, he told me he knew a little something about the Queen's Gambit, man. <laughs> yeah, he did. What is up, Ramblin' Raiders listeners? Welcome back to episode 47. Thank you all for joining us tonight for the best and hottest Texas Tech and just general content around. Glad you all are joining us and tuning in. For tonight's episode, I'm only joined by one of my normal co-hosts. Poor uh, Nikas Thompson is just taking a week off. He's got some Sunday scaries that kind of took over and, and transitioned into the Monday blues, and now he's... Uh, he said he's holding off this week and getting finding himself and having some me time. So, you know, good for Nick, but you know, have no fear and you know, leave no doubt that I am joined tonight by our other co-host. He's a great guy and y'all know him well. Ladies and gentlemen, let me introduce Lane. Motley Crew seems like a bunch of stand-up guys. Griffon. Lane, what's up, man? Great band. What's up, Red Raider Nation? Uh, we got a good episode for you tonight. Yes, we do. And all jokes aside, Nick is you know busy with work this week, so he couldn't make it. But Nick is out because he tested negative for COVID nineteen. <laughs> He's uh, you know it's a mix of uh, a lot of a lot of work and uh, some COVID scaries all all rolled into one. I'd also like to say that I know this is going to get you know be released before Father's Day, but Nick and I were talking earlier this week about what was going on. I just want to give Gary T. A big shout out. Happy Father's Day. He's been a loyal listener from day one. Also, Mark G, our dads have come through for us. So we hope that you guys have the greatest Father's Day and enjoy it. I know Nick, uh, if I know Nick, he'll, he'll you know plan something special for, for Mr. Gary T. Yeah, Gary T, also a, a loyal commenter on all our posts. I hey, like that. He's hey, always in the action. That's important. He stays up to date. All right, so we got a great episode tonight, guys. Before we dive into it, it's a little bittersweet. It's it's got some ups and some downs. You know, it's going to be a roller coaster ride. We're continuing our rambling rollback and for the Oklahoma schools, and the, the, I think we should probably call this one the beginning of the end for the 2008 season. But we've enjoyed doing this. I want to give a quick shout out. I want to give a shout out before we get started for a a buddy of ours who was you know we were really close to in college. He's a great guy, and he works for a business called Brown Transportation Solutions. He reached out to me, you know, trying to get some referrals and, and, you know, help their business out during these what have been difficult times, you know, economically the last couple of months. So just a really quick hitter, you know, his name's Cameron Litzko, and he told me I can give out his information on here because he wants people to reach out to him for his business. His number is 214-796-0113. And Brown Transportation Solutions, here's what they can offer you at BTS. We move flatbeds, dry vans, reefers, hot shots, and step decks. Dude, I, I think I only know what like one of those are, but a hot shot, huh? I, I'm sure other people will. <laughs> flatbeds, dry vans, reefers, hot shots, and step decks all over the US and Canada. We have the capability to move essentially any commodity other than hazardous materials, loose dirt, sand, or car haulers. If you have a direct connection, you know, uh, with anyone who might need these services, 
please reach out to Cameron. Again, his name's Cameron Litzko. One more time for anyone, you know, going over his number. I guess I should have waited to do that at the end. It's 214-796-0113. Tell him the Ramblin' Raiders sent you, and we'll get a little kickback on that. But wow. Cameron's a great guy, and we, you know, really want to help him out. He's always a hard worker, just a good Good Red Raider. Good Red Raider, driven guy, and, and you know, we're, we take every chance we get to help out our own. So help Cameron out by reaching out to him and, you know, seeing if they can't move some essentials for you from, hey, you can get it moved from Houston to Canada if you want, man. Did you say reefer? He said reefers. <laughs> whatever reefers are, man. Hot shots, step decks, just the, the whole works, man. They'll move it for you. So reach out to Cameron Litzko if you need those services. Social media, Lane, we have obviously our Instagram at Ramblin' Raiders, our Twitter, at Ramblin' Raiders, also our Facebook page, Ramblin' Raiders, po- Ramblin Raiders Podcast. Guys, if you haven't already, go ahead and follow us on social media. We keep you very up to date. And um, also, if you wouldn't mind going on Apple Pod or Spotify and subscribing, rating, and reviewing our podcast, it means a lot to us, and it goes a long way with helping us see where we are, how we can improve, and continue to grow this thing to be as big as it can possibly be. So please subscribe if you haven't already, and let us know what you like about the Ramblin' Raiders podcast, or you know if you got or some what cr- you don't like, or if you have some critiques for Lane, go ahead and throw those in there. But follow us on social media, our website, guys. It's uh, Ramblin'. This is usually Nick's bit, but it is RamblinRaiders.com, I believe. Nice and simple, easy URL to remember. Go check out our apparel. We have, you know, Lane really likes sporting the crop top hoodie. That's kind of his go-to. <laughs> but we have hoodies. Uh, I just, I actually just had a big order of the game day collared shirts. You know, I, I like to dress it up a little bit for game day. So I got one of the white collared shirts. There's socks. There's shorts. There, uh, just anything you can think of. T-shirts, masks, the whole nine yards. You can also catch Nick's blogging that's right lane you're right that next thing i had on there was the matador motivational blogs newly available this week nick put one up about the gardener's mentality matador motivational that we did all the way back believe it or not in episode four wow guys long time ago long time ago man i was just in a different place i mean we were a whole different i was just coming back from lubbock lane was still (laughs) lost his soul was lost out there in lubbock somewhere he was just reaching deep into the bottom of a glass of chimneys and now he's, you know, reaching on the pod for his gin and tonic. <laughs> but uh, the Matador Motivational blogs are on there. We're excited to add those. And then also 10% of everything that we profit off of from the, you know, purchases that y'all make on apparel is going to go to charity. We actually gave more than I thought we had. I thought we were a little short, but Nick and I chipped in. And Lane's going to hit it this go around to, you know, expand our, our donation that we made for the month of May. And we gave it to the Houston Food Bank feels good to give back guys and we're looking forward to doing it again for a charity that we haven't decided on yet i I know we kind of talked about reaching out to our listeners but if y'all know of anything in the lubbock area houston area just you know we're we're guys that like to try to help people out we have a positive vibe and we try to keep it you know keep it light keep it loose and give back to other people you know we know that we're blessed and so 10 percent of everything is going to go back to a charity that we have not decided upon yet and we want you all to keep that in mind and so that is what we have for our website. Blogs are coming. Oh, I, okay. I was trying to think. I thought I had left something out and forgetting it. This is still in the works. You know, we have a long, not a long ways to go on this, but we need to kind of get the boys together, maybe over some sake bombs and uh, as Lane and I like to do after a podcast mm-hmm. and discuss it. But if you are a, you know, individual who excels at writing and likes to keep stats and 
you know, game, uh, like to keep updates on Texas Tech sporting events, the Ramblin' Raiders in the near future are going to be looking to reach out and hire on some interns and hire on not even interns, just some, you know, staff positions for, like I said, individuals who can write and keep up with game time stats for us and relay that back to our listeners. We want to really expand on our blogging, get articles out there from the Ramblin' Raiders. You know, we were thinking maybe some younger individuals, some younger individuals at Texas Tech doing comms and, you know, like journalism. Media communication. Communications majors. Or you don't have to be at school, guys. You can be – it doesn't matter who you are. Hell, I don't care if you're our age or, you know, whether you're younger or it doesn't matter. Anybody, anyone who's interested in this position, we are open to all who would be willing. And we're going to be trying to bring on some new faces. Like I said, you know, if you like Texas Tech sports and you like keeping up and writing – um, all ages, you know, everybody reach out to us and we will, you know, weigh our options and, and try to get some more people on staff. Again, like I said, this is still in the works, but it's something that Nick and I want to throw out there just to keep our listeners, you know, in mind and, and let them know that if they're interested to keep an eye out on it and be ready for that announcement. Lane, let's get into our look around campus and talk what is up with the alumni. You know, there's not a lot of action on campus right now, so it's really more you know, so it's been more about alumni, but we've had a lot of exciting news with, you know, Ginger Couric in, in the you know space launch and NASA. And now last week, another, you know, big, big uh, news that was coming out for our alumni with the Senate's vote to have Texas Tech alumni General Charles Q. Brown Jr. as this 22nd Air Force Chief of Staff, which is a historic decision, man, it makes Brown the first black military service chief and only the second black officer to serve on the Joint Chiefs of Staff. He's more than qualified. You know, Donald Trump had a tweet that said, uh, you know, talking about the 98-0 to zero vote, unanimous vote by the wow. Senate. He says it's a historic day for America, and he's excited to work even more closely with General Brown, who is a patriot and a great leader. Once again, like I just said, man, I mean, our alumni, it seems like every week we have people stepping up in different positions. You know, here we're talking more, you know, politics with the Air Force, the right. military. Last week we were talking about uh, you know with NASA. And space. I mean, it's it's just amazing to see these individuals, you know, these characters step up and get it done. And you feel a certain sense of pride boil right. up in you when you know they're Texas Tech alumni. Well, what I took from that, what you just read, uh, there was a, a unanimous vote. Yeah, and unanimous. I don't know what profession you're in, what whatever you're involved in, that doesn't happen often. Where yeah. every single person who is you know voting for that position or, or talking about that position, yeah, wants you and that just talks to his character how how much of a stand-up guy he is that exactly. he had a unanimous vote for that position and a little bit more on uh you know general charles brown he's a, a four-star general and former combat pilot who has served in the air force for 36 years he currently leads pacific air forces command which supports approximately forty-six thousand airmen you know serving mainly in south korea japan hawaii alaska guam i mean he you know so so he has these you know a lot of experience you know, obviously, like I said, he's qualified. And just again, you know, another historic landmark for a Texas Tech alumni for America in general. We're really proud to have General Charles Brown in our corner, knowing that, you know, he's he's got Red Raider pride, just like the rest of us. Hey, yeah, from here, it's possible, Texas Tech, man. So congrats to General Charles Brown on this outstanding accomplishment. Lane, the next, and, and we've actually, you know, I'm surprised that of all the things that we've highlighted on this podcast, we've never talked about this team. And it's about time we gave them some recognition. Texas Tech University, 
was named the 2020 Chess College of the Year, dude. And this has been... I mean, we have, a, been in the we have a good chess team, a real good chess team. Hell, we knew a guy, I forgot his name, but he used to come around all the time that was yeah. on the chess team. He liked to party down and like... Hey, he, he was a big party. Hey, he, he told me he knew a little something about the Queen's Gambit, man. <laughs> yeah, he did. Uh, he said back then they were like number one in the nation oh, at chess he, he or said, He said they were taking on Ivy League toe for toe, man. Yeah. He goes, Harvard, bring it on, dude. Those guys don't know shit about the Queen's Gambit. The Queen's Gambit. <laughs> no, so our chess team is stepping up as a top collegiate honor presented by the you know at US Chess Federation this award recognizes the university's commitment to positively impacting others through chess so not only are they great at chess and it's funny cuz the tweet that went out for Texas Tech today you know Texas Tech news these four guys like look like they could be like you and me dude they're just chilling man and really? they're great at chess and they're just good chess it's players it's not i feel like it's not like what you would think of your stereotypical chess right. player probably a little more nerdy you know like something along those lines these guys look like you could have met them out for a beer at Chimmy's and, and then by by night and by the next morning they're, they're kicking your they're ass at chess, blowing you out in <laughs> chess, man. Just you know, lights out. So congrats to our chess team. We're you know again always proud of every organization, every team that we have at Texas Tech University. This is a great feat, and you guys got to keep up the good work, Lane. What do you think about making a chess match next year? Yeah, we need to. Uh, I don't know if they get really rowdy in the crowd, but uh, if not, we're going to bring the party. Hey, we're gonna yeah, we're gonna party <laughs> for them, and we're gonna go all out. Maybe some face paint. I got some ideas. But, again, congrats to our chess team. You guys are rocking it. Last but not least, this is a little bit on a kind of dar uh, darker note, but Texas Tech University confirms that there are now positive COVID-19 tests within our football program, men's track and field, and women's basketball program. So students are vol voluntarily coming back, and they didn't really Being get into any, in, into any specifics necessarily, but – you know, it's it's they're getting tested. I don't know if they're it doesn't say if they're asymptomatic, how you know, if they're symptomatic, how bad it is. But I know that from what I read earlier, you know, they're treating this as with the CDC guidelines and with right. the utmost importance. They have these individuals isolated. They're, you know, treating them with the medical attention. They have their training staff, medical staff on hand, checking up on these athletes daily to make sure that they're doing okay, which in my opinion, if I had COVID, I'd I'd want that kind of attention on me yeah, absolutely making sure i'm doing all right but uh lane it's kind of you know it's just yeah it's, it's it, we're, we're working through it man we're this working through it a new time we're gonna see how it impacts kind of off-season things and, yeah. and activities and uh we'll just have to roll with with uh with what happens with I guess. what happens yeah and i'm kind of of the mindset i know it's like still early on and the numbers aren't so staggering that i think it's you know we don't immediately you know, pump the brakes and stop and get everyone out again i think if you do that it could be i mean this could go on for for years and a, years and years. A year and a half or so. <laughs> so at this point, I'm saying at this point, I think they're going to continue to feel it out and try to, you know, do some voluntary workouts. Now, if it gets to the point where it's extremely contagious and it's bad, then, you know, then we want Texas Tech to obviously take the right course of action. If, if you know, the most important thing is player safety. So you want to make sure these young men and women are in the safest environment possible. But, you know, I think th at this point, they're going to continue to try to push through and, you know, keep yeah. it going. You know, I don't know. Uh, was Nick hanging out with any athletes? Uh, well, I don't think so. But <laughs> he did test negative. He so. did test negative, so he's uh, he's in the clear. So that's all we have for our look around campus. Still waiting for Jonathan Kaminga news. I know we're all waiting on pins and needles for that. I think he's. You know, people are saying he's going to the G League, but hey, we're still holding out hope that he might come to Texas Tech. 
and uh, but no update on that so far. So let's go ahead and move on now into our main body part, the Oklahoma schools recap. The beginning of the end. Beginning of the end, and I'm going to go ahead and take a sip now because I just got a, a quick flash of my notes about the Oklahoma game, and whew, I need to. Well, the first game should be fun. Yeah, let's keep it up, B, for this for this first matchup. So, where we left you guys off with the greatest win in Texas Tech history, any the team, sport. The team is nine and zero, and we forgot to mention too that Texas was on the back end. They've already beat OU, Oklahoma State, and Missouri. So, if Texas was to beat us, they're going to they're the going Nanny. to the national championship. Base. I mean, you unless they drop unless an they egg. blow one, unless they drop an egg, but. That was how important that game was. Now, Tech is in the middle of their gauntlet. We had Kansas. We had Texas. Now we have Oklahoma State, who is ranked ninth in the country. Top 10 team. One loss. And then also we have the you know OU game, which is really looming. two weeks away. Looming away. Yeah, two weeks away. And that's the game that you put a big star around because it's on it's the road. In Norman. And we haven't really won a big road game. To this point in our season. Yeah. Against well, a ranked opponent. Yes. I mean, or, with well, Kansas, Kansas, you could but. argue. But, no, you're right. With a team that's playing as hot as Oklahoma is. So, one step at a time. We don't want to overlook Oklahoma State. Let's not forget, Lane. I want to uh, stress this, the importance of it, before we get into the details on this rambling Raiders rollback again, just to, you know, clarify that for, you know, We're, the we're not talking schools. about last season. <laughs> yeah, no, we're definitely not talking about last season. But this Oklahoma State team, to this point, when they come into Lubbock this weekend, has one loss against UT. And a close loss at that. A close loss. So if they beat us, they it's a tie. They're, we are now in a four-way tie if Oklahoma State wins. And they control their own destiny. If they beat OU, they're they going to the OU National. Left they have Bev- a shot at going to you know win, beating right. Missouri in the Big 12 Championship and going to the Natty. So Oklahoma State's got one loss. they got a lot to play for. Mike Gundy, he had his uh, American One News shirt on under his <laughs> Oklahoma State shirt, I guess. But he shows up, mullet and all, joke, jokes aside. And, you know, they come into Oklahoma State, and people are saying that was a fluke game. It was an emotional win for Texas Tech. Uh, so I don't know why I say Oklahoma State. They're coming in to, to play us. We have Oklahoma State on, you know, up next. It's a night game in Lubbock. We actually got confused. We thought for a second it might have been college game day but again, but it was just Brad Nessler and Kirk Herbstreet made the trip back to Lubbock for the for the night call. <clears throat> for the night call, correct. And so they were there. You know, they said they enjoyed it so much the week before they came back. So we have another night game. Again, nine and zero. I want to set the stage. Texas Tech versus Oklahoma State. Well, boy, do I have a story about where I watched oh, this yeah. game. Yeah, uh, let me uh, actually. I guess we'll talk about the game first and yeah, then get yeah. into that after. You do. I, I put that in my notes, too. I want you to tell that one because it's pretty wild. Dude, so another dynamic offensive performance, guys. Oklahoma State, you know, and I want to, again, set the stage. This is another great team, but Tech is on. We have two games left, really. Baylor's not that great. If we can beat Oklahoma State and Oklahoma, y'all, we're. I mean, we're guaranteed and a big 12, going to the Big Twelve I'll Championship. Get, I'll get into that for the Oklahoma game, but we're guaranteed to go to the Big Twelve Championship. Have a really good shot at going to the Natty. We we throttle them, dude. The Cowboys weren't ready. I think we wanted a little revenge for the BS game they beat us in the year before. Yeah, Crabtree got his, Crabtree got his revenge. Yeah, he did. Well, he had one in the hands to win in Stillwater the year before and dropped it. But also from 05, we were due one. Lane, let's talk about the stats on this one. Another, like I said, crazy performance on offense. Harrell is 40 of 50. Graham Harrell. With 456 yards, six TDs, and he actually had two fumbles, one at the beginning of the game, one at the Drop end. Drop snap. 
a dropped snap, and then he tried. Of course, Harold. He tried to run it for two yards. Harold, got lit. Stay in the pocket. Never, dude. <laughs> Mike Leach, it's like that scene in uh, Kicking and Screaming. He's like, Coach, I thought I had the shot. No. <laughs> no. You always pass to the Italians. You pass it to you Michael pass Crabtree. It to Crabtree every time. You never run the ball. So he had two fumbles. Hey, listen to this Crabtree. <laughs> hey, man. Listen to this Crabtree <laughs> stat line. Eight catches, 89 yards, and three touchdowns. Three touches is, is huge. I remember a couple of them caught one in the back in the end zone. Was Sick. great catch. Yeah. I mean, he beat a guy was, on a quick slant. It was, it was just too – it looked so easy oh, for him. He, he, yeah, it was, it was something. So – we have a great game. Despite Harrell having those two fumbles, our line actually had one of their – I mean, they've had a lot of great games this year. We went over their you know, height and all their um, – The fact or, that up till the well, Texas they're, they're, game that Harold only been yeah. touched three times. Uh, but Yeah, that, that too. And we went over like their, you know, their height, weight, all that to show you all how big of a line they were and how you know, their quickness, everything, last episode. But anyways, in this game – Harrell was never sacked, and really, I mean, I watched on YouTube. You can't find the whole game, or at least I couldn't, but I got to watch all of our offensive series, and he was barely pressured. I think I can count on one hand how many times it was even close to being pressured. So Harrell's just sitting back there carving them up. This game was close early, and I want to throw out a couple names. These are some mention-worthy names for this Oklahoma State team on offense. Kendall Hunter was yep. leading the Big 12 Good uh, player. at the time, I think, in either touchdowns or yardage as a running back. Zach Robinson ended up being a great player for Oklahoma State. One of their many good quarterbacks that they've had, kind of like we have. And then Des Bryant, who actually, before this game, you know, I, I call him the poor man's Michael Crabtree. Yeah. Before this game was saying he deserved as much tension, as, as much Crabtree. attention as hype. Yeah, as and Crabtree. And I will give Des Bryant, I think he's had a, a you, bit of a, a bigger, I guess, NFL oh, he did. I, I, career. Yeah. But I think that Crabtree was by far a better college receiver. Oh, no, no question. And arguably better in the NFL. I think he just got, Des Bryant just got a little more attention. A little more exposure, yeah. But. Des Bryant's on this team. He had been talking, you know, the week prior that, you know, he deserved more recognition. Zero TDs, like 60 yards, 70 yards, whatever. <laughs> Shut meanwhile, down by Jamal going off. And Darcel McBath had a huge interception late in this game. Well, actually, let me run through, and I want you to tell this storyline because it's, it's, uh, it's a doozy. And I'm trying to stall as much as I can before we go to OU, man. Yeah, and then yeah. The, and then the <laughs> <laughs> so this game, it starts off – you know, early uh, in our first drive, it starts off on a bad note. Let me say that. Harold fumbles it on a snap. Landon and I just went back and watched it, and he, he, he could, just could have got it. He just dropped it. Hey, that's just your good old-fashioned drop of a snap. Yeah, it just happens. And so they get the ball back. They put a little drive together, and Kendall Hunter rushes for a two-yard touchdown. 7-0 starting off. We come right back. Graham Harrell finds Ed Britton, 16-yard touchdown. So I they're think, back. They're, I mean, they're right back in the I think flow. we just to go score, 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 score oh, after that. We, <laughs> uh, we had – you're right. I believe we, we – I think we had seven possessions in a row. That's insane. With scoring. So – 7-7, seven, seven, they come back and score again. Oh, no, sorry. We, we score. Okay, so 7-7, seven, seven, we get a stop. So we get a stop. They punt it off. We get another touchdown, 14-7. They punt again. We get another touchdown. This one to Crabtree, I'm pretty sure. 21-7. It's getting away. They come back and answer. So, so it's a, 21-14, it's looking like a shootout. 21-14, looking like a good old-fashioned shootout. And then right before the half, we get a rushing touchdown. Let me see who punched that one in. That I believe was, it was Shannon Batch. Shannon Woods. <laughs> you you want to track? Yeah. <laughs> Shannon Woods. Batch had a good game in this one, though. Um, punches one in. So 28 to 14 at half. Our offense is firing on all cylinders. We come out of the half and we get a big fumble recovery. 
And I then, can't remember who fumbled, but hey, the crazy thing about like you know modern technology and iPads. Wow. Okay, I got it up already. Brandon Pettigrew. Peter Pettigrew? (laughs) Brandon Pettigrew, 14 yards, and then he fumbled it. He coughed it up on the Oklahoma State 34, setting us up for another, I believe, Crabtree touchdown. And I was right. My Crabtree Crabtree, Harold throws for six TDs. Half of them are Crabtree. Yeah, that's pretty incredible. That might have been the slant you were talking about. That's a dynamic duo right there. So then at this point, uh, after that, that was really the difference maker. Now it's 35-14, and we just never let up off the gas. They scored again, and they missed the extra point. Then we come down and score 42-20. They throw an interception. We score again 49-20, and that's and then, all she And wrote. then Taylor Potts comes in and, and wraps a touchdown, up. Yeah. And scores a touchdown. In the end, guys, Texas Tech, Oklahoma State, the final score was 56-20. to Another just resounding emphatic win guys that's a top 10 team that had one loss up until that point yes i mean and, and we get the dub 56 20 we're 10 and 0 dude i mean 10 and 0 going into a bye week yes and just like i said you know after the game i remember seeing something about gundy saying we just couldn't get them out of their flow they were we, on a roll when this team gets into a roll of of kind of their offense clicking you're not going to stop them Mm-mm. The problem is they never got into that role against the Oklahoma Sooners. Yeah. So he said it was a really, uh, you know, it's unfortunate to be kind of out of the race now, but I'm just going to go home and watch American One News and, like, try <laughs> to forget about it. All right, so that's the end of that game. Now we have Texas Tech and OU, all right? And this is the beginning of the end. Before it, we get into the game breakdown, I want to highlight the hype for it. Oh, shoot, I forgot about – hold on, Lane. Let's talk about – the puncture, the infamous story of the punctured lung, dude. Where so were you? Where I was game? for the Oklahoma State game. Yeah, go back. Texas Rewind. Tech. Rewind this Oklahoma is, State game. I'm back in. I'm in seventh grade. We. <laughs> I go with my dad, uh, my buddy Trevor, who eventually was a Red Raider, with me up in Lubbock, and his dad, and uh, my uncle and Coach Harvey, good friend of ours, old uh, Balso Harv, who who asks us all our questions. It's his dad. We are at our dearlies hunting uh outside of san antonio and we usually don't have power out there but somehow we get the game up at the deer lease you know so we have the tv everything ready set to go hey at the least where there's a will there's a way and we will not be denied we will not be denied a a tech football game a big tech football game at that but before the game can start we're in camp my dad my buddy trevor his dad we're kind of just hanging out and uh we see my uncle robbie come flooring down the you know this dirt road in his truck with a tailor with a trailer sorry trailer attached to the back of the truck i mean he's just coming down going like 60 down this dirt road we're like holy shit like some some something's wrong he gets up rolls down the window and says come on let's go harvey is down coach went down coach went down we drive back he's hauling ass again i, I think me and trevor follow him on a four-wheeler well, the dad's hopped in the truck. I see my uncle going about 50 down another dirt road with a trailer on the back of his truck and knocks down a feeder. I mean, just takes it down and just doesn't stop. There's no regard. I wouldn't, I wouldn't that's how you knew it was bad. The, I was going to say, but for Uncle Robbie, I wouldn't say that's really out of the ordinary because uh, yeah, he's just crazy. It's not. Crazy but, wanker. But, but you we know. knew it was a bad situation. No, no. no he, yeah, dude. They, something was up. So we get there. Coach Harvey's down. And they're gonna have to take him to the hospital. And not I mean, coach, he had man. a he not had a, he had a a full blown tripod fall on his side and like punctured punctured his lung, oh, broke God. several ribs. 
And Coach Harvey's a trooper, man. He's For a anyone, trooper. He's our outfitter. He's also, we've referenced, I don't know if you just said this, Sarlene, I was checking some. He's, you know, we've referenced Nolan Harvey on this podcast, a good, you know, friend of mine who is Dyer Red Raider. This is his dad. He's, 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 I'd say he's another honorary Red Raider. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He enjoys a good tech game. He's the spirit of a Red Raider. <laughs> but, uh, anyways, so they have to take him to the hospital and they leave just my dad and Trevor with just us at the least me my dad and trevor and you know we're all sitting there shocked and kind of worried about what happens but we watched this amazing texas tech game just to lift our spirits hey what's the best way to get over seeing like one of your great <laughs> mentors get his lung punctured a huge texas tech win a big texas tech win and uh thankfully coach yeah. harvey was was all good he ended up recovering fully he was at the least like a week later, later. with a punctured lung fast forward coach harvey is still our outfitter and he is thriving today, so we're glad. But just coach a wild, did well. A wild story, a wild day, and yeah. then to cap off that wild day, we just watched uh, Texas Tech beat up on Oklahoma State. And I, I had heard from somebody there was a, like a nurse running around in San Antonio that was saying that really they were wondering like, is he going to make it? And then they told him the score of the Texas Tech game, and, and they said like amazingly he started to recover. Miraculous comeback. He was just making it miraculous. I mean, it was it was they, they said it was a miracle, and that they think the the score of the game really lifted his spirits. All right, dude. Here it is. This is uh, cut and dry, plain and simple, guys. We're ten and zero, and the wheels come off the bus, dude. College game day. And before we start talking about this, just to put it in perspective, at this point in time, we're number two in the nation, and we forgot to say that for the Oklahoma State game. Number we were, two. We were number two in the nation for the Oklahoma State game as well, behind Alabama. So we're. BCS, I mean, national, we, are, we are going to the national championship if we continue to win out. We're in the spotlight. Spotlight for sure. They were doing ESPN interviews with Mike Leach, all this stuff. Anyways, college it's college game day round two. I don't know who the guest host and everything was. I can't remember all that, but it was in Norman. We had a bye week leading up to this. So Lee you, Corso did not pick us in this game day. Really, I think, messed with our psyche. Damn you, Lee. Totally threw us off. But a tech win in this game would put them – even if we would have lost to Baylor the next week, we still would have gone the, the way it would have shaken out. It would have been a head-to-head between us and UT, and we have the victory. A win against UT puts us in the Big 12 championship game, and again, if we don't, seeing how things played out, we beat Baylor, we uh, have maybe a, a national, we have a, a, a very good shot at the national championship. Very good shot. The best shot at a national championship Texas Tech has ever had. Ever. Also, Graham Harrell is the front-runner for the Heisman right now in this game. Front-runner. Front-runner. He is the leading candidate. For the Heisman Trophy. Wow. Ooh. Wow. And with all that being said, like I said, college game day, we had a week leading up to it. So you would think Mike Leach week. has a lot of time to prepare, come into this and, and have a plan, get it done. Dude, an absolute embarrassment of a game. It's a classic Leach yips. It's, it's, I was going to say, I, I put it down as the classic Mike Leach flop game. It's his and flop game. And he does it every time he's ever close to a national championship. Well, at Washington State, he did the same thing with Gardner Minshew, and they lost to Washington. It was yeah. the same kind well, of look, deal. Well, look, you can say this, too. In 2005, oh, we yeah. have a great shot. I mean, we're, Texas was untouchable that year. Going they to a BCS gonna, game. But we have a great shot at that being our only loss and making a BCS game. What does or he like do? Like the Sugar Bowl or something. Yeah. Big flop game against a a non bowl a non bowl eligible team. Hey, it's his thing. <laughs> but so I'm just gonna, dude. I tried to watch some of this game and I I couldn't get through it. For you know anyone any Oklahoma gloaters on here that are 
get, you know, wanting to hear all this like sob story. I'm not going to give you all the satisfaction, but I will give credit where it's due. This Oklahoma team. Ass. Oh no, it was, it was over within the first quarter, ten minutes. Yeah. And I will give you all this, okay? We're not going to go too deep into it because it just it hurts too much, man. My heart can't take it. Like I said, I this couldn't This Oklahoma even, team, though, was I, absolutely stacked. I, I couldn't even, you know, rewatch it because it was so bad. But, dude, this team, and they were playing lights out at this time. Let's not forget, we beat them the year prior. So this we is did. also a revenge game for Sam Bradford, who we knocked out yeah. in Lubbock. Dude. Our offense that had done great all year, they held us throughout this game to five straight possessions, scoreless possessions. Graham Harrell is sacked. He's been sacked up to five times at this point in the season. In the first quarter, on back-to-back plays, he gets brought down. I mean, at the half, it's... We just looked lost. It's 42-7 to seven at the half, line. 42-7. to, to seven. Seven. And Harrell... Uh, yeah. Here, let me, let me go absolutely through... Absolutely lost. I'm just going to go through the scoring for y'all real quick. And I feel bad for any Red Raiders that were there. You know, there was a poll. Somebody did a poll the other day of, in your time... Like, or what do you think the worst loss in Texas Tech football history it's is? This. And I voted for this. It's this. It's, and we it were has front row. And, and the other options, there were some close contenders. The other option we had was the, and we were there in the front row at the TCU, the TCU tip game. Oh, God. That was pretty bad. But, that was bad. But, but no. we weren't. The implications. We weren't a, the implications. We weren't a yeah. great team. That no. was just for a great upset. We, we were an okay team. But this is the implications here. This yeah. is to go to a national championship. Yeah. Theoretically. Okay. Like Against I, arguably the best Big 12 team ever assembled, assembled this yeah. Oklahoma team. And they, I mean, this team was good. So, and I, so yeah, long story short, people have deemed this, and I think it won the, the votes for the worst. I mean, this Texas Tech loss was just and a it, morale killer, dude, and a heartbreaker. It, it almost just doesn't make sense. It, well, it doesn't. So, look, they start off the game. Actually, we kind of go, let me go. So, to start this game off, Lane, it was it was we got the ball first and we put together a decent little drive and we punt. All right. So we're getting some yardage. And and when you go back and look at this, time of possession and yardage, you would have thought we were in this game. We were close on time of possession. We were to- close on total yardage, but we just it, they got us when it hurt the most, man. And their offense was actually they were the most out. productive in the country at this time. Yeah. So we punt, they score, okay? It's 7-0. They put they put up sixty points against quite a few teams. Oh yeah, they I did. think Oklahoma State was one of them as so, well. Okay, man, I'm looking. This is bad. We had our first three possessions were punts, but we punt, eat some clock. They come down and score a rushing touchdown. We eat some more clock and punt and punt, and then they. So the first half it was seven zero. I mean first quarter. Sorry. So it's still a game in the first quarter. We, we didn't give them enough credit. It's seven zero. We have a chance. There's still opportunity. And then dude, they blew up. In the second quarter lane, they scored 35 points in the second quarter, and we scored one touchdown. We punted to them. They punted back. So punt. Sorry, back to the first quarter. Punt. They score a touchdown, rushing touchdown. We punt. They punt. We punt. They have another rushing touchdown. We have a turnover on downs. I think Leach knew early on, dude. This he was started gonna, going for it early. Oh, he, so Leach went. We had a turnover on downs, and this is in their territory on like on like see, on a where we could have kicked a field goal and Leach I think was like dude we got to stop him. Well, we're not stopping him exactly. So they score again. We're not our defense wasn't going to stop them. So, so, so he's so trying right. to score points. Four, exactly. 14-0, we turn over on downs, they score a passing touchdown. We have another turnover on downs and this is where Leach is going if we don't start scoring. It's it's, it's, it's they're it's, running away. They score again and then we come back and score 
So, okay, so 28-0. It's 28-0. We finally get one. Uh, I think Swindle, maybe Harrell hits Swindle. It's 7-28. They come down and score again, a rushing touchdown, and then Harrell throws a pick. Throws a pick going. We, you know, we're driving at the half. He's, he's flustered. I mean, dude, we're down 30 Five to seven. seven. Hey, he, look, even if he throws a touchdown there, well, it doesn't matter. Realistically, he, he, he throws a pick over the middle, and they bring it all the way down to the four and punch one in before the half, y'all. It was and forty-two. It's over. It was over. It was forty-two to seven. We ended up putting two more on the board late, but they were they scored sixty-five, and this game was just a disaster. Guys, final score sixty-five to twenty-one. Just yeah. an absolute embarrassment on the road. Ending our season. Ended our season. It's also important. Well, okay, so yeah. No, I mean, I mean we laid down. We, after that, we did. We laid down after this game. Technically, and I'll, look, I'll, I'll explain that in a second, but okay, I, I think it's important to mention Tech had four turnovers in this game, and they came at critical times. Murray and Brown. DeMarco Murray, I mean, absolute beast. Great oh, yeah. NFL player, too. So they had DeMarco Murray and Chris Brown, not the rapper. And... The guy that killed us, who was a great NFL player after that, Jermaine Gresham, their yeah. tight end, yeah. absolutely did us dirty, and Dude, he was they, a great college were, player. They were stacked that year. But, okay, I want Lane, check this out. Murray had 125 yards and two, D, two TDs. Brown had 108 yards and three touchdowns. They ran They gashed our defense. A defense that had kept us in it all year long, they gashed them that day. There was just no answer. My conclusion after this game, and I want you to read off their uh, secondary. Actually, let's do that first. Well, Dude, their who, secondary, I'm just going to say this was an NFL secondary. Yeah. That, and that gave Harold fush. I mean, they, it shut down our passing game is what happened. And when that happened, you know, everything went after that. It was a domino effect. So so who do they have uh, on their secondary that well, was just Well, just some toast, of the notable guys that, that ended up playing in the league. Keenan Clayton, Dominique Franks. Nick Harris, Lindy Holmes was a great NFL player. He was a senior that year. Yeah. Uh, Brian Jackson, Quentin Carter, Jamel Fleming, and uh, Jonathan Nelson. Yeah, so. I mean it's it's an it's an absolute NFL secondary. Yeah, and even the subs coming in were eventual it NFL players. Yeah. It, it got bad, y'all, and we're gonna end it. We have one more rambling rollback with Baylor and Ole Miss. But in conclusion, I'll say this: this game, Tech is actually. I know it doesn't seem like it looking back, but I went and read through it. We're still, still in, in the hunt. We are in the hunt after this game, technically. We're, we're 10 and 1. We're still in the hunt. But we need the Oklahoma wind. State. We need Oklahoma State to beat Oklahoma, and we're going to the Big 12 championship. True. And of course, you know, Mike Gundy and Oklahoma State can't come through for us. What the hell? I mean, of all, you know, Oklahoma State's that team has just been a thorn in our side, they dude, just, so many times. They beat us when we need to get past them, and they can't get the dubs when we need them to win. Yeah. But the wind, after this game, I would summarize it as the wind has been completely knocked out of this team. And this was just a demoralizing blow to our morale. And, and this team absolutely well, kind of lays down they the do. rest of the season. Right, and you'll see in the next two games. And we're not done winning yet. Hey, next week. <laughs> we're not done winning, but we do lay down. Next week, we have an opportunity. You know, we're not done winning. And, and you know, so next week's going to have a high point, kind of like this week did. But. Overall, this team lays down after this game. I mean, it's the morale's low, and it was a tough loss to handle for them just mentally. But we'll save that for next week. Yep. So we're ten and one. We're still in the hunt. Texas is about to play A and M, who they've actually who they actually have lost to twice in a row going wow. into this point. Aggies, yeah, crazy. Ne ne didn't think it was possible. Too man, bad they didn't make a bowl this season. 
No, did they? In 08. No, no. Oh, they didn't? I think they had like four wins. Oh, let's go. <laughs> so A&M is playing UT, but all this being said, and Oklahoma still has to play Oklahoma State. So Tech has a chance, but we're right. now it's out of our hands. We're depending we're on depending Oklahoma on Oklahoma State. State. And with this team, I think it was national championship or bust. Yeah, and they lay down. Completely it was after when we this. lose, we lose it all. <laughs> it was like putting your chips in the middle of the table, dude. They went yeah. all in on this, and in anyways, it didn't work out. So with that, Lane, we are going to move on into our hot take segment. All right, Lane, so we're done with the rambling rollback. We're ready for a hot take segment. And I actually found out this weekend, I was talking to some of our, our listeners who we're you know, pretty close to and friendly with, and I think we're going to start doing this as a norm because we have people who just come in for the hot takes and the Matador Motivational. I, I think they like what you're putting down, man. So they just want to listen to hot takes and basically the ending of our podcast. So just a reminder to anyone who's tuning in now after looking at our episode markers on Instagram, you know, if you haven't already, please go rate, subscribe, review, you know, help us out by hitting that subscribe button or follow button on Spotify, depending on which application you're using. It really goes a long way and we appreciate it. I'm sorry if this is, you know, annoying for our listeners that like to listen to the whole thing through. But anyways, let's move on. Lane, our hot takes with Laney Cakes today. And it's a big is, is Well, it's just, you know, relevant with society and with what we see today on social media and everything. The title of it and the theme of it is Cancel, Cancel Culture. Cancel, Cancel Culture. And Jackson, this is something that I think uh, is near and dear to your heart. Well, I mean, it's something that, you know, I work in, in and we're not actually, we're not even getting political on this. We're not going to dive in, no. deep delve into anything, you know, you see with whatever, Drew Brees, Mike Gunny, all. we're not going to talk about the ends and the, the details of what's going on. Today is simply about the idea of cancel culture and why it's, fundamentally harmful for relationships in this country and why it's it's bad for us and i think one of the major contributing factors to the reason why we live in such a divisive time lane and dude this has been on the forefront of my mind like i said we're not we try not to get political on this podcast and we don't and I'm, because it's so complicated it's so complex there's so much to it we don't you know, have enough know. time to talk about well, if we did no, divulge into that no you're you're absolutely right and i'm one of those people you know that kind of identifies as a moderate where i like to look at things from both sides of the you know aisle both and then make a decision and make a decision and be rational and take all the information in cancel culture dude this is and it's it's wrong it's bad it's it's like i said detrimental and just overall divisive divisive yes it's you know anti-democratic really is what it is it's anti-democracy i'm gonna lay it out the best way i can this hot take might go a little long lane i thought of an analogy i think you'll appreciate it because you really like candy like me all right (laughs) and so i have a i have an analogy that i want to use for cancel culture and why i think it's just the idea of it you know theoretically it's it's like i said it's immoral it's 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 intolerant that's a good word to use it's i mean it's intolerant and it's just overall bad for relationships. And I'm going to use it going into this um, this analogy. Before I do, I also want to clarify for the people who you know are going to take this analogy and this example and apply it to like real world politics and real world scenarios, 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 scenario, tomatoes, tomatoes. Before I do, I want to also clarify that there is clearly a line that you can cross. All right, there are some fundamental, you know, universally universally understood truths 
against evils. And, and I think and majority of people understand, understand that. that that they're that line. And so I want to make this point by just saying, like, for example, the concept and act of like you know, of slavery, okay, from the beginning of time, from, from, it's bad, from, you know, people now, you know, you talk about like China, kids, slave labor, whatever, to all the way through history is wrong. It's immoral. It's unethical. It's just simply, evil is it's, almost, evil. it's an easy, it's an easy thing to see. see exactly. But for example, that's, that's an example of a line. Okay. Like everyone, 99 point Eight percent of people, yeah, nine percent of people agree that that the, the act, you know, slavery is immoral. It's wrong. Owning, thinking you can own a person is just simply evil and terrible. Another example: killing an innocent person. Okay, so wrong. So for you know these na- for anyone that might come at us and try to be like you can't apply to everything. There's a line you can cross. Okay, killing an innocent person. I think what ninety nine point eight percent of us out there would agree that is terrible. It's yeah. It's, monstrosity it's immoral it's unethical it's an easy it's, thing to see it's, yeah it's, it's evil it's, it's a evil. line is easy to see okay so I, I had to lead sorry i had to make that very clear there's a line that can be crossed okay before we get into this analogy lame you're gonna be my guinea pig I, I i you know i believe in you i think you can answer this question <laughs> oh god correctly so here's my analogy and for anyone who goes to the movies and you know really likes candy you know you can think about this we have person one and person two and we can even use you and i for example person one me like Sour Patch Watermelon more than they like Sour Patch Kids, okay? I think Sour Patch Watermelon is a superior candy to Dude, Sour Patch Kids. I thought they were the same candy. They're, are you are you on drugs right now? Is it a different flavor or? They're, one of them is like little kids. One of them Sour is Patch like, Kids. Yeah, they're, well, they're just oh, two then, different and candies. And then there's the Watermelon, watermelon. Sour Patch yeah, Watermelon. Yeah. Okay, But okay. they're like run by whatever, they're owned I by I thought Sour Patch Kids like had no, the watermelon no, no. flavor. Okay, maybe I'm wrong. I can't do this analogy. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But okay, person one thinks Sour Patch Watermelon is better than Sour Patch Kids. kids. Okay. Person two thinks Sour Patch Kids are better. Now, despite the fact that person two is clearly psychotic and, and <laughs> they have compromised taste buds. I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> no. Uh, they're, anyways, they're entitled to their own Well, that's opinion. how cancel culture treats some people, though. Well, I'm about to get into that. <laughs> they don't have compromised taste buds. Person two is entitled to that. They like Sour Patch Kids. Person one likes Sour Patch Watermelon. I'm of the, the mindset of person one. I like Sour Patch Watermelon better. There are three ways to go about handling this difference of opinion. Going about the fact that you two, these two people have difference of opinion. Disagree about the, the candy. There's th- yes, there's three options here. Option A, person one can just choose to say, look, this person thinks differently than me. Maybe they saw it on social media. I'm not a confrontational person. I'm just not going to say anything. I'm going to go about my business. I can live with the fact. I, you know, I know this person a long time. They're a good person. Hey, they just like, they have a difference of opinion than I do. I can live with the fact that that's the case. Option B, myself, let's say person one can go to person two and say, hey, these are the reasons why I like Sour Patch Watermelon better than Sour Patch Kids. The consistency, the flavor, <laughs> the fact that, you know, the little movie packs that you get, it's just the right amount of candy so you can eat it without getting a tummy ache, whereas Sour Patch Kids, if you, too many. if you accidentally overindulge, you're on a date, next thing you know, you're spending in 30 minutes in the bathroom because your stomach's <laughs> killing you, right? And then you don't get date number two. <laughs> and you miss you know, a good portion of the movie. These are rational arguments you can make for Sour Patch, I mean for uh, the Sour Patch Watermelon. Then there's option C, and I'm going to let C stand for cancel culture, right? <laughs> I tell person, <laughs> person one tells person two, you are an absolute despicable, disgusting human being. I hope you lose your job. I hope your spouse, your partner leaves you. 
I hope your kids resent you and go die in a hole. I hate you. And your opinion is completely irrelevant. You're a piece of shit. And I, I, I want you, I want the world to treat you as the filth and scum of the earth. And they attach other beliefs along with, but with that, not liking watermelon. Lane, this, Sour Patch Kids. this seems like, you know, you might be sitting there thinking no one would ever do that. You would be wrong. <laughs> and I, you know, I was thinking, you know, some people are going to listen to this going, this isn't a hot take. This is like, no one agrees with that. Dude, from what I've seen on, so, on Twitter the last two weeks, we might have listeners that engage in this activity. And so I want y'all to, to see this. I'm trying to put this in the most simplistic format I can to illustrate this. So option C, you tell them that they're the filth of the earth, good riddance, I hate you. Lane, of those three options, if you had to rank them in order, what would you say is the most effective means to communication to have a have a potentially positive outcome. I mean, the the best way to go about it is probably option two to have a, a dialogue. Ladies and gentlemen, I had faith in him and he came through. To have dialogue. Me personally, I'm probably gonna go with option one because well, I just you're, you're don't more of a kind of like well, yeah. I just I'm gonna live my life. You live your life. That's fine. So I would rank it and I, I'm I'm okay with that. I would rank it B A C is the way I would say if you yeah. really want to, you know, have a conversation and have some potential and an effective outcome there. You know, blood alcohol content. That's an easy way to remember, right? <laughs> BAC, dude. Here, here are the results that can yield from those set options, Lane. Option A, you go about your business. You two have different beliefs, but there's still potentially an air of respect, of mutual respect. Yeah, just, you, like you say, you say, hey, maybe they think this way about Sour Patch Kids, but maybe they like the same Butterfingers. I, maybe they like something else I do, or they yeah. have different ideas on whatever political policy, whatever you want to you know, put this into, encapsulate it. Maybe they do that, but you know, you go about your lives. There's not, you know, there, there's less tension, less friction. Here's the outcome for option B. You sit down, have meaningful dialect. You try to present your points rationally, and maybe who knows? I can person one convinces person two. Hey, you know what? To change their mind. Person two says, you know what? You're right. Sour Patch Watermelon sounds pretty good. I think those are my favorite candy now. Or here's another thing that could happen. Person two convinces you. That your candy that, that person one is wrong, and they say, "Wow, I never thought about it this way." But all of a sudden, you shed a new light on it. I kind of like Sour Patch Kids better. Or you come or to a conflict resolution. resolution. Or you both say, "Look, you brought up some valid points. I thought I had some valid points. We have a difference of opinion, but I respect you for that, and we move on." We're not always going to agree. This is America. We're not always going to agree on certain topics of discussion. But hey, we have an indifference, and I can respect you for that. We go about our lives. We go to a movie theater. I sit in one corner eating Sour Patch Watermelon. That person sits in one corner eating Sour Patch Kids. But if they're on a date, all I'm saying is once they get up to go to the bathroom, I'm going to go swoop in and hang out with the girl. <laughs> but then you have option C. And this is, what is, this is what yields from option C, from you know basically trying to delete, cancel, erase this person and be a part of the mob. There are two things that will come out of this. One... Person two says, well, now I hate you because you basically just told me my life is meaningless. I'm a POS and my opinions are irrelevant and don't matter. And you're completely now, divided. my convictions, now I absolutely will eat nothing but Sour Patch Kids. And also, I think people probably, because of my potential, you know, the people that I come into contact that think like you do, if my interaction with them is anything like it's been with you, I, I don't like I, them. Now I despise all these people who think because of the interaction I've had with you, which is potentially harmful, or here's the other thing that can come out of it. They, they're so scared because they get ganged up by the mob that now they change their opinion and they say, you know what? I like Sour Patch Watermelon. You're right. 
and we're living in communist China. Yeah. We're, you know, we're, we're living in a place where you don't have the freedom to, to speak your mind and to have differences of opinions. It's anti-democracy. It's intolerant. And I hope for anyone who engages in this behavior can understand this is why this is so detrimental and harmful to our society and why I think politics have gotten so derisive because you have to be able to understand that because somebody leans a little this way, a little that way, whatever, there doesn't make them an evil person, dude. I we got to throw this notion away. I think, I think some people don't understand how other countries that are oppressive of ideas and they're not democracies, they're communist countries and things like yeah. that. They don't understand how bad that those countries is. actually are. The minute you lose the ability to have freedom of your speech is when life's going to get a hell of a lot different and a hell of a lot worse for the people of America. I mean, some of these people yelling about how... Dude, this is a great country. I can get on Twitter right now while we're doing this podcast and tweet at the President of the United States, the highest authority in this country, and I can call him an asshole. And say whatever the hell you want to say. Doesn't matter. That is... In other that countries, doesn't happen everywhere, guys. In other countries, some of these things that people are posting about whatever, whatever stance they have, yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever they post... In some other countries, you will be killed or put in prison for that. Well, and the, people don't understand that. The bottom line is, you know, we can't preach this idea of, of you know, bringing every, or we can't all say that, you know, we want equality, we want togetherness, togetherness unity. If, you know, with cancel culture, it breeds, if, if you know, if we're going to allow cancel culture, which is toxic, you know, has all this toxicity, and it creates an anti-democracy environment and it, it promotes intolerance how can we say we want to come together and preach equality if we just cancel people for having a different opinion than we do and i'm not saying we have to support them i'm not saying we have to agree with them but you you have to at least let people have you have to ha be okay with the notion Can't cancel them you have to be okay with the notion that people have other ideas than you do and um i'll close it man like we just talked about you know option b i said bac you know was the best answer because, you know, we're not for option C. One of the possibilities was, you know, this person gets scared into it. And then can you live with yourself knowing that that person now is lives in fear, you know, uh, with the same ideas that you do? Look at this situation. We joked around earlier about American One News Mike Gundy's story. What did they do, dude? Mike Gundy, there was a problem. Chuba Hubbard saw it. He didn't like it. He tweeted at him. What did they do? And they again, came together. they came together. They had a meeting. They talked about it. They had dialogue. And they came to a resolution. Resolution. Conflict resolution. Chuba Hubbard said, you know, I, I shouldn't have tweeted about it. I should have came to him as a man, which I agree with him on that. I think it's better to go man to man than it is to, to you know, expose the troll. I mean, society, we have the, all these trolls on the internet and, and sometimes, you know, unstable people that, that just tr get on, you know, whatever. They, they attack people on social media. Mike Gundy said, I was, you know, I didn't think about how my players were affected by this. They come to it, and now guess what? Mike Gundy didn't get fired. He kept his job. Chuba Hubbard's not transferring. He's staying He's at Oklahoma staying State. There. He's probably going to rush for 250 a game. <laughs> He's probably going to run all over <laughs> Texas Tech. And they're okay. They had, they, they had conflict resolution. They came to the table, and they talked about it. And I think if people would just discuss each other, like I said, we're, ne we're not going to always agree. We're not always going to agree, but we can have a respectful conversation with one another. I know we don't like Gary Patterson on this pod, but like he said in his new song that oh my he released, God, take a step back, okay? Take a step back. <laughs> I'm actually glad you brought that up, Lane. And I don't know if anyone's aware of this, but Gary Patterson has a record. He released a single out there. 
And, dude, as much shit as we give Gary Patterson Lane, if that was really his voice on there and, like, not completely auto-tuned up, he doesn't sound terrible, dude. He Like, yeah, he doesn't. I mean, he actually doesn't sound terrible. It's, it's, it's heavily auto-tuned, but, yeah. I mean, I'm not going to jam it in my car out of, just out of <laughs> principle, but, hey, I'll give Gary the nod on that one. Dude, I'm getting so worked up on this hot take, man. I'm, I'm sweating bullets up here. Yeah, it's, that was it's a, a hell good of a hot take. But at the end of the day, guys, be about you know what promotes tolerance, promotes ideas. I love the fact that in this country that other people oppose my ideas, that they challenge, we challenge each other to challenge think. Them. And guess what? To grow, to yeah. adapt, to learn, to better yourself. It's good to have differing opinions sometimes. And when someone has a, a different opinion about you, whether it be business or whatever, go prove them wrong then. Prove them wrong. I and mean, hey, sometimes you're wrong and then you come back later and you can... I mean, it's, it's just, it's, you know, we don't want to get to a state, man, where you're shutting people down for having different ideas. That's a danger. It's a slippery slope. It's a dangerous precedent to start. And um, I hope it, you know, take, take the example at Oklahoma State recently. Come together. Talk about it. And I think, I mean, dude, we're, we're going on a diet tribe here, but what, despite the media or the government, what they try to perpetuate, this divide between us, who... who Somebody tweeted this and said, hey, just go talk to your neighbors, man. I guarantee you, collectively, if we got together, we share have similar ideas. We, we probably share a lot. You know, some of us might share a lot more than we than we would expect to. So cancel, cancel culture. It's like I said, it's derisive. It's you know detrimental to relationships and to the general health, you know, mental health and, and you know, communication in this country. Let's get rid of it, dude. And also, you know, Gary Patterson has a record, so this is just peak 2020. Yeah. All right, Lane, and as we transition out of one of the hottest of takes, you know, occasionally you get the Griffon boys riled up on here. It's it's gonna it's gonna get es- it's gonna escalate quickly. But yeah. Before we get started with our our oh, next you got segment, breaking news from Nick Thompson. We got some breaking news. Texas Tech lands Alabama grad transfer Chadarius Townsend, a four star running back out of Alabama. So this is going to be a nice. Uh, Little add-on for our, for our Red Raider team. Wow! Thank you, Nick, for that little contribution. Even when he's not with us, he's always you know we're always on the same wavelength. So now that we're getting close to the end of this lane, done with our hot take, it's time to transition into our Matador, Matador motivational. motivational. And this actually, I wanted to do this one today because I think it kind of ties into the hot take to a certain extent, and it comes from you know a a. One of our coaches at Texas Tech, who we follow on Twitter, and I actually I really enjoy his tweets. If you don't follow him, it's Coach DJ Cheetah. Hell of a hell of an at, you know, hell of a username. But Coach Derek Jones, he's a Texas Tech associate head coach, co-defensive coordinator, you know, secondaries coach, and he's went to Ole Miss, but he's uh, you know coaching for the good guys now. And he always tweets out, you know, he, uh, what he calls, I guess, the hashtag pro tips or coach tips, coach tips. And, and it's just advice, I guess, he's given to other coaches and leaders and people that are in, you know, positions where they're, you know, able to influence others and, and lead and influence, you know, young adolescents' minds. And so Coach Jones has a lot of good tweets, but this one really stuck with me. I saved it. I screenshot the other day because I, I thought it was so true and, and such an important message for young people today specifically, but really anybody. It says, don't worry about having the perfect words to say. If you are sincere, it will show. Our history, our history, actions, and time has a way of showing our true character. And to me, I think that's important, man, that, you know, speaking of cancel culture, I think people get, you know, a little bit turned off of, of can I say this? You know, will people resent me? At the end of the day, guys, if you are sincere in your message, you're passionate, you're, it's heartfelt, 
your true colors come through. It's a lot harder for people or it's easy for people to differentiate and determine whether you're being sincere or you're being fake. I think that's why a lot of people dislike politicians because you can tell when they genuinely mean it and when they're faking it. And when it comes to, I know at times, Lane, we've talked about on the podcast, we've been worried about, you know, saying things and upsetting people and all that. And at the end of the day, you know, we hope that our listeners know, listen to us and say, hey, these guys are just, you know, a couple of dudes who are good friends who try to spread positivity, spread joy. They try to be funny and, you know, go about their business. And, and that's kind of what we are. But it's for anybody who's in a position of, of, like I said, leadership or is worried about how they're speech and actions might affect others be sincere let your sincerity show through in your messaging and even when you disagree with somebody even when you have something come up that you know might be a little bit awkward might be a difficult conversation to have if you are honest and sincere and passionate that resonates with other people and that they can respect you more for it even even if they do not everyone will but even if they do disagree they can see hey you know they really you know they believe they're they're coming from a good place on this sincerity will show your true actions and show your true character over time. Yeah. Just be true to yourself. Don't be afraid to, uh, you know, speak your truth, speak your truth and, and, uh, you know, say what you believe in, stay and say what you stand for. So today's matador is short and sweet, but I just, I think it's really important and, and it ties into our hot take and it's, you know, guys, at the end of the day, we live in a society now lane where you're going to have people out there. They're, they're like I said earlier, there are trolls, dude. There are, the, inter- the internet and the social media mob. And there are trolls out there that they just sit on there and they want to bring people down. They want to... And they want controversy. They, they want, want country. They want chaos. They thrive off of... And my, my whole motto is don't lean into it. Don't feed them what they want. Right. You know, they want to get a rise. They want to upset people. That's just what they live for. They're, you know... Menta- Almost like anarchists. Men- mentally unstable, you know, to a certain extent. They want to see people down in the dumps. And it's a really unfortunate and... and you know, toxic way, I guess, to live your life. But especially younger kids growing up, at the end of the day, you're going to upset certain people. You're going to upset certain people, you know, no matter what side of, you know, no matter where you are on, on certain stances. But you have to be sincere. You got to believe in what you're saying. Let it come from the heart. You know, just as they say in Wedding Crashers, hey, sometimes, you know, you try to crash your from the it's, heart. It's better to come from the heart. So, you know, be passionate, be sincere, let it come from the heart, and people will respond, typically. The people that you want in your life and that you want to be surrounded by and you want to have with you and influence and have them lift you up and support you, they're the ones that will come out of the woodworks and be there for you if they can tell you're sincere in your messaging. You know, the, the people you want around you will, will show up for you. And that is all we have for the Matador Motivational. We hope you all enjoyed that, and we're ready to close this bad boy out. All right, so as as we conclude this episode, thank you again to Derek Jones for the tweet and the inspiration that we have on Twitter. Keep up the good work for our Matador Motivational. Remember that cancel culture is not cool. The one exception I'll make is for A&M. If we, if we want to cancel a and I'm down for that. Yeah, I agree with that. Lane, let's, you know, remember, finish it up by telling everybody to go get some apparel, go rate, review, subscribe, follow us on Facebook, our Facebook page, Instagram, Twitter, you name it. We're all over the place. Do you have any parting words, Lane, of wisdom for our astute Not really. Just uh, have a good week. Keep your guns up high, as always. Remember, if you're a writer, be on the lookout. We're going to start looking for some staff. I'm not sure how much we're going to be able to pay you, but... uh, It won't be a lot. I promise (laughs) you that. Y'all have a good week. We We out. out.